And I will crush that Spider-Man And then that other Spider-Man And all the Spider-Man Till I'm the Spider-Man Hello and welcome to Talking Tropes Where with great daddies come great responsibility (laughs) Yep um, we're doing we're doing Spider-Man's daddies today. I'm David. I'm Hannah. We're talking about all the daddies. Um, Spider-Man we... Spider-Man is a is a movie series about a guy who has just too many fathers. Um, and so just, some just of them have of to them. die. Yeah, well, most of them have to die. That's I'd true. Say, proportionally. Yeah. The amount of like surviving daddies by the end of the it's a daddy massacre. It really is the great daddy massacre of the Spider-Man universe. Um, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't just make this episode for the pun of putting daddy long legs in the title. <laughs> um, that was part of it, but also it is really central to like Spider-Man as a character, isn't it? It it really is. Like Uncle Ben is like the ultimate you know, motivating force. Father figure. It's the ultimate father figure. Like, everything sort of revolves around his death and, like, the way he wanted Peter to live his life. And, um, like, he's not the only father figure, clearly. Um, But he's definitely, like, the most central. And, like, Peter Parker is kind of nothing without his dad's. Yeah, I mean, and he's not the only superhero to, like, have father figures as being pretty central to the plot. I mean, Man of Steel was all about daddies and, you know, identity, and uh, there's a lot of daddy talk in the Dark Knight trilogy as well, mostly in Batman Begins. Right, but but nothing feels as present as the dads in Spider-Man. Um, and maybe it's because Spider-Man's like a kid yeah. throughout the entire movie series. Like, even when he's a full-grown adult, he's still a fucking kid. Well, because I, I think it goes back to what we were saying before, that, like, one, he starts out as a kid, but then, like, even as he gets older, you know, he's still only just in college or just out of college. And, like, I don't know about you, David, but that's where I am in life. And, like, I still call <laughs> my dad sometimes, you know? Like, I still need... Yeah, but- like, I still need parental <laughs> but do you figures. Have, like, yeah, but do you need, like, a father figure to motivate you and to be, like, um, the the central part of your character is, like, trying to impress them no. or, or, you know, get them to like you? Because no. that seems like that's where, you know, Spider-Man is most of the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but like, again, I think it's something that helps him be relatable because it is, like... I think as kids, we always want to impress our parents and live up to their expectations or we chafe against their expectations, but it's something that we're living with constantly. And I don't know. I think that's what helps keep Spider-Man not like relevant. Relatable. (laughs) Relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Chafing is relatable. For sure. (laughs) Who hasn't had the occasional chafing? (laughs) Um. So, do you want to dive in, just, like... Yeah, let's just go daddy by daddy. Daddy by daddy, film by film. Um, Okay. (laughs) uh, Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 1. I marked it as my least favorite film, because I think it has the, the, you know, the the fewest daddies and the furthest between. Fewest daddies Um, per capita? 
Yeah, in my in my humble opinion. I don't know. It's got um, two. It's got two, but like, I just don't really feel the the fatherliness of Norman Osborn, uh, aka the Green Goblin. You know, like he says the line like, uh, like I've been like a father to you. Yeah. I've been like a father to you, Peter. But like, has don't he? Don't kill we, me. We we don't see him be like a father. To yeah, Peter. we 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 basically as soon as we meet him, he turns into like a crazy, <laughs> a crazy overacting like jump up on the table and like it's veins popping out of his forehead, crazy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, like, there's that, but then. I, I feel like the whole purpose is just that, like, he wants Peter to be his son because he fucking hates Harry so much. Like... You're not wrong. Like, the... the my, one of my, that's gotta be a trope, right? That's like gotta the, be. I, I don't know what the name for it is, but it's something where it's just, like, a, a parent who hates their kid and loves the protagonist. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like I've seen and that before. Thus creates a villain. Because, um, right. like, that is sort of Harry's entire motivation is he wants to prove himself to his dad and be like, well, it's I gotta am be good kinda like a. It's got to be kind of like a Henry IV thing, right? Like, with Edmund, like, the bastard child. But, like, it's a weird scenario where the non- bastard or the the actual the bastard child is actually more beloved yeah I, I feel like this is a trope that like crops up in like a lot of like sports narratives a lot interesting um where you know like you're the football coach's son but there's a new golden boy on the team and like why can't you be as good as carlson or blah 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 you know oh, that's so true that happens all the time. So yeah, um, Spider-Man One is the same as um, Remember the Titans, and yeah. that's uh, my new thesis. Okay, great, I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I I just have to say, one of my favorite scenes from Spider-Man One is any scene where Peter, Harry, and uh, Norman, Norman are in the same room together, but specifically when um, he comes over for Thanksgiving, and Peter's like looking for a job, and Harry's like. Dad, you could give him a job. And his face just lights up. Like, I've never seen Willem <laughs> Dafoe look so happy. He's just, like, genuinely like, oh, my gosh, my crush could come work for me. Like, you know, it's just, like, it's so funny. It's so good. It is good. Yeah. And, uh, and like, it's, it's weird because it seems like uh, – Norman likes Peter before knowing that he's Spider-Man and then once he's Spider-Man he's like he finds out that he's Spider-Man he's like oh we have to become partners in crime yeah I, which which I kind like, of love I, I like that yeah. like to me that's that's two father figures battling against each other you know like that's Uncle Ben and his dying message of do good, be good, take responsibility versus Norman's like privilege of I'm wealthy sure. and powerful and I can do whatever the fuck I want and you're powerful well, he now still too. Says, he still says like we you have to like the responsible thing to do when you have power is to like 
you know, take control and and stuff. I don't know. It, it's like it's like the dark version of yeah. with great power comes great responsibility, which I like. To I th- rule. <laughs> I I think it I think it works. You know, like for all the flaws of Spider Man One as a film, I think that sort of like theming tension between the two dads like works yeah. decently well. But the problem is just that I don't feel like Uncle Ben is well-defined enough for there to be, like, at the end, him to go, I have a father. His name is Ben Parker. <laughs> and, like, so, number one, okay, so you don't really have a father because yeah, he's dead. he's dead. In fact, you have two dead real fathers. Yeah, your actual and dead then, father. Yeah, and, like, you're clearly not over it, so maybe you do just need a daddy. Maybe you should have just gone with uh, Norman. Well, I Maybe mean, you wouldn't have died in the f- oh over Ben being dead. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> like, but, like all of his dads die in that first movie. Yeah, th- the the daddy death count is up to three already. Yeah. All right. So then let's go to Spider Man Two. <laughs> How many Spider-Man dads we 2, got here? He gets in. There's only one actually. Um. So maybe this is the worst one. <laughs> Even though it's your favorite. Uh, no, oh. Spider-Man 2 isn't my favorite. Oh, Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 is my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, because in Spider-Man 2, we get... I guess you could count it as 2, because Norman comes back in the form of haunting death visions yeah. right at the end. But that's um, that's just for Harry. He doesn't really have any bearing on, like, Peter, necessarily. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still relevant. I, I mean, basically, both characters have this have a dead father that they're trying to please. The only issue is that, you know, one of their father figures is, is like a good guy who very wholesome got fired from the electric. Oh, that's true. Because there is that like weird scene in like the heaven space car that Peter has with uncle Ben where he's like, yeah, half remembering, half dreaming. I'm not going to be Spider-Man. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And then Uncle Ben goes, I don't know what you're talking about. What the fuck is a Spider-Man? <laughs> the best scene. Um, yeah, so we got a lot of ghost daddies in this one. And then... Yeah, well, and then you have the, the father figure, which is... Um, uh, Doc Ock. Uh, uh, Dr. Octagonopus. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, throwback. <laughs> throwback. Yeah. So I mean, he's like he's like the nicest father figure I think that Toby Maguire gets. Uh, that Toby Maguire gets cuz I mean, he's like a genuinely like friendly and like relatable guy for for Peter. Yeah, like, he's you know, he's another Uncle Ben. He's great, but he doesn't relate to Spider-Man's like, you know, I've got a lot of power. I've got these brain smarts. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do with them. Like Uncle Ben yeah. can't help him with that because he's just like an electrician. He's just like right. a nice dude. And I think like Peter having someone of like similar like intelligence and curiosity levels as him is like really powerful. And like he also gives him like romance advice, however ill advised um, and poorly <laughs> <Right>. scripted. Um, <laughs> See, I was telling her the theory of relativity. And then she explained poetry to me, and I don't fucking get it. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> if you want a lady, you got to read them uh, uh, Lord Lord Byron. Yeah. I hate that romance <laughs> scene. I We didn't really talk about it 
when we talked about the movie, but I hate that, like... Well, it's super important to the plot because you have to establish, you have to establish, like, you know, Octavius's relationship to his wife, and you have to set up, like, what Peter's feeling and, and have him have sure. somebody to connect to somebody. I, I so think it works on a plot level. I just I mean, it's disagree with the advice. <laughs> I just disagree with the what, advice because you think you it's going to... Poetry? No. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's not the poetry. It's that, like, well, she liked English, and I don't understand it. And she tried to explain it to me, but I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm just going to impress you with my knowledge some more. Like, no, be impressed by your girlfriend's English shit. Like, let her read poetry. I don't, I don't think know. that... I don't think I read the scene that way. I, I, I did. I kind of want to just, like, watch it again, because that's not how I interpreted it at all. It was more like... Well, hey, you know, we're coming from two different worlds, but we can both appreciate that there are things in this world that we don't understand, you know? Well, to me, it seemed, it sets Peter up with this idea that he has to impress the girl, not, like, listen to and care about her, which, like, is sort of his fatal flaw in the third movie, that he's just trying to be great and impressive all the time instead of, like, actually listening to MJ and, like, caring about her problems. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... I think you're reading a little bit into it, but I mean, I think that's fine. I I, uh, I think it's just like supposed to be a cheesy, like cheesy father. Advice, yeah, that's where it's fair. like I wooed her with poetry. Yeah, and you can do it too. Smart guys can finish first. Ha ha ha. But yeah, then he does a noble sacrifice later, and so Peter loses another dad. Yep. The end. <laughs> Oops. But, like, it's so weird because, like, as a father figure, that, that like, line doesn't continue throughout the the movie. It gets, like, really cut off as soon as he goes crazy. Because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't do the whole Norman Osborn thing where it's like, I could be a father. I could. Right, I can then, be your evil then, you know, daddy. Spider-Man's conflicted and whatever. Yeah. But Spider-Man's not conflicted about fighting Dr. Octopus because he just goes completely nuts immediately and never no. comes back until the end. But but he sort of helps him. I forget exactly how Peter like snaps him out of like the AI control or whatever. Um, I mean, it's just like he throws a brick at his control module thing, <laughs> and then um, and then he's like up against the wall and the, takes the mask off and he's, and he's like, "Oh my God, Peter Parker, you were Spider Man this whole time." Someone I care about. I mean, about? I probably should have guessed it when. I probably should have guessed it when, like, I literally, you know, <laughs> like, threw you against a wall. And, I know. Like, you Heard said you talk things to ever. me. Yeah. And then also that part where, you know, somebody told me to literally go after you in order to get to Spider-Man, and you're the same height. And, <laughs> like, I just he just didn't put two and two together. No. But neither but that's did like a common trend in Sam Raimi movies. Neither did Harry after Peter like saves his life in that movie when he's a petty bitch and like this doesn't make us even. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Anything else about Doc Ock? Um. It's just it's just crazy because he just gives like the exact same line as Uncle Ben, where he's like, "With great power comes great responsibility." Except he says it completely stupid, and it's like. Uh, intelligence is a is not a privilege it's a gift it's not a gift it's a privilege um and then at the like (laughs) at the end of the movie he's just like oh peter parker brilliant but lazy and he's like 
He's not lazy. He's overworked as shit, you selfish bitch. I hate yeah. You. It's very, very rude. Um, Brilliant, but lazy. Well, I think I think that line is more him putting together why he's being called lazy rather than calling him lazy. But maybe what? not. Oh, is it, like are other people calling Spider Man lazy? Yeah, because he's friends with Doctor Connors. Like that's how Peter like starts talking to him in the first place, and like he's like, Peter, you're smart, but you need to really work harder and show up for class and turn in your papers. And he's like, I'm working at a pizza shop. Come on. <laughs> and being Spider Man, I mean. Yeah, but what's the real? I mean, the real time sink is is pizza delivery. <laughs> I mean, New Yorkers expect their pizza fast. 30 yeah, minutes or less. 30 minutes or less. <laughs> uh, All right, moving on to Spider-Man 3. All right, this one's your favorite. This is my favorite. It's got it's got my favorite daddy in it. Is, is it Sandman? Sandman? Yeah, yeah, he's a good dad. He's a total dad. He's got dad. some really touching moments with his kid, too. Exactly. I mean, I really feel for him. I, I mean... Maybe maybe all you other people are just like he's a criminal. When you commit the crime, you should die or go to jail. <laughs> but no one goes to jail in these movies, so he should die. But he just well, like, he was you know, in jail, but he broke out. Yeah, he was in jail, and he and he breaks out because he wants to help his daughter. And so then he goes and like tries to commit like just a few quick bank robberies, regular robberies. But Spider Man keeps getting in his way, and he he can't he can't get that money. No. You can't get that Skrilla. Can't get that, that cash. Uh, get yeah, that it's, bread. It's it's sad, and I think you know the fact that he's a father, like really re- is what resonates with Spider Man and gives him the power to forgive him at the end of the movie. Oh, absolutely! Which is such a powerful scene. I I fucking cry every time. Aw. Um, <laughs> it's it's seriously powerful, and like all you people who are just like Spider Man three, <laughs> more like Spider Man P. It sucks. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, guys. Can't you feel things at the end of the Have movies? an emotion. I mean, I feel more for that than when, like, Dr. Octopus is like, I got this, Peter. And yeah. And just dunks himself with the sun. I mean, I would agree with that. Uh, or, like when, or like when Norman Osborn is like, uh, Come to the dark Harry side. That I was a supervillain. Yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> off. I'll tell your son whatever I want, you piece of crap. I feel for it when, when like, Spider-Man finally overcomes his big, like, daddy issue is basically what that third movie's about, is he overcomes his daddy issues for once, instead of just, you know, reinforcing them with a new daddy. Well, wait, how does he overcome his dad issues in the third one? Well, because in the third one, it's all about he never really got closure for his Uncle Ben's death, because uh. he, f- he replaced the father figure with you know revenge Mm -hmm. and he accidentally kills this guy um and then so he never really like got closure on it and he can't until he actually confronts the killer and forgives him yeah yeah that's true this is this is a movie about a lot of closure because harry gets closure too like he forgives spider-man for his father's death um and like exactly. then dies. Although it's a little bit weak, you know, it's a little bit weak the forgiveness because he like isn't able to forgive him, you know, just out of principle. He has to forgive him because your father was pierced by his glider. Yeah. And 
it, there's no doubt he was killed by his own hand. Which, I don't know if that's the necessary conclusion. Also, like, you couldn't have said that two movies ago, dude. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't think he knew that, like... That, that, like, Harry knew that his dad was a supervillain. Harry's so been think... walking around being like, I gotta kill Spider-Man. <laughs> like, Basically, that butler, movies. what's his name, Bernard? I Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Bernie, he's just like, I love you, Harry, like I would love my own oh. son. Another daddy. Ding, daddy yep. counter. Um, How many daddies he's... are we up to? Oh, God, let's, let's go back to the daddy count. In Spider-Man 1, there's three. Wait, there's uh, there's Uncle um, One's ben, not on screen. None, one's Osborne. not on screen ever. It's his his, his legitimate bi- dad. biological daddy. But they don't really talk uh, about yeah, that exactly. much. But fair no, enough. they don't at all. We'll, we'll which is him. it's kind of interesting because in the first one, there's this whole issue of like, uh, Peter, I know I'm not your father. Then stop acting like it. And it's like, well, you don't even have a father. So yeah, you know, calm yourself. And it's not like you're saying, like, <laughs> I miss my dad. No, I mean, like, you're kind of <laughs> right. I don't know. Because I think Amazing Spider-Man does that conflict so much better. So I think it's totally fair to ding Spider-Man 1 for that. Well, because he actually has memories of his father. So, yeah. like, there is that absence that's really felt, whereas right. not in the first one. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, so there's three daddies. One is only mentioned in mm-hmm. the first one. And then we there's add an extra Doc daddy Oc. added, Dr. Octopus. And then, um, I, you know what? Hold on. Back up. I think, I yeah. think Jay Jonah. I think Jay Jonah Jameson. I mean, he's a he's, daddy, but is he Peter's daddy? I think so. I mean, he's always trying to impress him. And, you know, he feels bad that, like, that Jay Jonah Jameson thinks Spider-Man's a criminal. <laughs> I think he's another daddy. I think it's, I a, don't know. it's a half a daddy. He's All right? a so, half daddy. So we'll call it by by the time the second movie rolls around, it's four and a half. Four and a half, okay. Um, and then by the um, by the third movie, then we add uh, Sandman. We have Sandman and Bernard becomes more of a daddy in that one. So that's uh, six. six and a half. Six and a half daddies. It's a lot of daddies. Right. Um, I mean, should we should we count like? Captain Stacy, Gwen Stacy's dad? I mean, he is technically a father, but he's literally only in it for, like, two scenes. He, he has zero presence Yeah, I, I, we can count him as the other half-daddy, so we'll call it a nice okay, round seven. Round it up to seven. Yeah. <laughs> About seven daddies in the original Spider-Man trilogy. That's a lot of daddies. Um, and of those, I think most are dead. Yeah. Who Who's surviving at this point? Bernard, Sandman, Sandman, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, Gwen Stacy's dad. It's four. I mean, Bernard can't live for too much longer. He's going to be dead in like a second. Yeah, I'm but pretty sure that actor's dead. He was going to die in the fourth movie to to <laughs> make Peter exactly. inherit all of Harry's wealth. Um, ooh, no, ooh, I don't ooh. know. And um, Dr. Connors. Dr. Connors is kind of eh, like a supportive father figure. I, I want to call him a father figure. Like... Well, he's the one that, like, you know, that Peter goes to when he, like, encounters something he doesn't understand. He's like, hey, can you analyze this for me? Yeah, all right, sure. Oh, oh, there's another dad in Spider-Man 3, the landlord. He's got oh, a my God, daughter. I love the landlord, Mr. Dickerson. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's the best. I guess he shows up if in the If it is a woman, movie. you say, I am good man, you are good woman. <laughs> 
delightful. It's just that, you know, that old world, like, father, you know, yeah. coming from somewhere in Europe or Russia or right. the Balkans or I don't know where he's supposed Wherever. to be from. Uh, but, yeah, and he just gives that kind of, like, advice that doesn't really apply to modern day, but it kind of has that charm to it. Yeah. I and love Mr. Like, Dickerson. Cute daughter who he's kind of mean Maybe to. Maybe you buy me pizza sometime. <laughs> All right, so so shit, what is that? Eight daddies? That's like eight. We got eight daddies. Daddy long legs. We did it. We got Boom. to eight daddies. <laughs> that's, the, that's the record. <laughs> Let's see if Amazing Spider-Man can compete. It can't, but, I mean, it, it adds more. It comes close, I feel like. Because I think we should count, like... Obviously, Peter's dad and Uncle Ben are in this right. one. Right, so they, those are the same. And then, you know, Harry Osborne still has a dad um, who dies. Yeah, who dies. Well, that's Daddy Amazing Spider-Man 2. grows ever larger. Um, Sorry? Well, that's Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, oh, we're just sticking with one? Yeah, just, okay. just with one. We've got... Okay. Uh, and then Kirk Connors is really like a father figure in yeah. this one. Yeah, he's um, a... Her dad. And, he, and he's like, I knew your father. You know, he's like, um, in the same way that like Sirius Black is like a father figure who works because he knows Harry's father like so well. Right. Um, this is right. like Kirk Connors. They like, were lab partners. He's a good man. But he still has sort of unresolved issues toward him, which is like fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got. We got Uncle Ben. <laughs> we got Peter's dad. We got Kirk Connors. The lizard man. Uh, yeah. We've got and then Gwen Stacy's Stacy. dad, Captain Stacy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's so daddyish in this one. He's it's like the daddiest, the most daddy like, daddy. He's just a judgmental like father-in-law. Um, oh he's yeah, just like Who, you know, I don't approve of your lifestyle choices. But then he uh, ends up approving of his lifestyle choices, just not with my daughter. I don't know if he approves of it, even. I think he's like, this is all your fault, Spider-Man. I, I hate you. I don't think he's saying that. I think he's like, you did good, kid. I'm on your team for this. We're defeating an yeah, evil lizard man. Yeah, but it was all man. Spider-Man's fault in the first place. Uh, you're right. It was. <laughs> <laughs> this whole series is just Peter creates all of the villains. Um, Basically, yeah. Which is kind of true for some of the other ones, but less so. Yeah, I mean, um, Spider-Man didn't create Dr. Octopus or um, Green Goblin. But... Or Sandman. Or... But he created Venom, so that's He created good. Venom, and he sort of created, created Harry, Harry a little bit. Yeah. He did everything he could to try and stop it, but, you know, he killed, he killed his dad. Yeah. All right, so we only have four daddies in Amazing Spider-Man 1, but that is more yeah. than the three daddies of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Or uh, not Amazing um, Spider-Man. And, and then, of, uh, you know, Spider-Man in Spider-Man, one. in Amazing Spider-Man, I think, like, the daddiness of it is, I think, even stronger than oh, in totally. Spider-Man 1. Totally. I, like, um, we, we talked about this in, in the, <laughs> right. the review, but, like, God, Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben is such a powerful performance, and I totally believe that he and Peter and Aunt May are this family that, like, have lives outside of what we're seeing on the screen. 
Um, And that, like, they have history together and issues, but they love each other. And, like, you know, they talk about that on screen in more than just one awkward car scene. Right. I mean, I think... Martin Sheen, he just has such gravitas. Um, the it's just ultimate really the performance. Dad. It's not really the writing. Um, it's just like he he could be president. Totally. <laughs> and he was. He was. Eight years. Of course that guy's your Uncle Ben who gives you a talking to about what's right. He's the fucking president. Exactly. Um, he's got wisdom He's got wisdom to, to offer. Totally. Um, and again, we, we start out the movie seeing... Peter's actual parents, like his actual dad, and it right. So you really understand this conflict of like Uncle Ben, I love you, but you know you can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad, right? But you know, like but then <laughs> I do like the fact that he says like the last thing Peter's dad says to him before he leaves is "Be good," um, and I and I <laughs> think that's something that like this this Peter Parker struggles with. You know, he's like I wanted do good and be good, but also fuck my dad for abandoning me. Why should I listen to him? And then he realizes, well, I should listen to him because he was right and doing good is nice and feels good. Yep. And like the mystery element of trying to discover who his father is, um, like it sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't, but it always sort of comes back to this idea that Peter Parker doesn't know who he is. He's trying to figure out who he is. And he's trying to do that through his dad's. Right, because his dad, like him, is a scientific genius, whereas Uncle Ben is not. Mm-hmm. But what he ultimately has to realize is that his Uncle Ben is more important to him because he's the one who actually raised him. Totally. And and I think Aunt May has like a whole scene about that in Spider-Man 2, which I really appreciate. I always, yeah, it was like, they left, you know? I always tear up a, a little bit when she's like, you're my boy. I'm like, he is yeah. your boy. Yeah, so there's more there's more of like a a mommy presence. Yeah, but that's just cuz Sally Fields is so good. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, let's talk about the dads in Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, in in Amazing Spider-Man 2, you add on um Harry like Osborne. Harry Osborne's dad who's there very briefly but haunts Harry the same way. I mean, it's kind of a rehash of you know, Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it's just such a good conflict, this idea of, like, you know, this haunting presence of his father that is literally killing him, but also turning him into, like, a megalomaniacal CEO. Yeah. This well, disease, the the Osborne curse. <laughs> I, I find that very powerful. Yeah. I, it's a much better reason for him to take up the Green Goblin mantle than, like, Spider-Man 2. Um but maybe I mean revenge is a pretty good motivator I too. Mean, but like yeah, but survival, it's... I mean that's very like relatable. Like I just want to survive. And then you also have Ghost Dad, but this time the Ghost Dad for Peter isn't either his dad or his Uncle Ben. It's, it's his girlfriend's dad. It's his girlfriend's dad, which is a little creepy. But whatever. That's that's the thing that resonated with him because it's the death that he feels he directly caused, whereas he sort of indirectly caused Uncle Ben's death. Yeah. And then there's Paul Giamatti. <laughs> and then there's Paul Giamatti. Is he a dad, though? No. Well, Peter... He's not. Let, we, I, I want to talk about how Peter kind of becomes a dad a little bit at the end of this one. Um, what? Oh, because there's like a little Spider-Man? Yeah. 
I don't know if that's him becoming a dad. I think it's just like him saying, you know, I can inspire people. It's more like the Miles Morales scene at the end of Amazing Spider-Verse. But to me, that's kind of dad-like. I mean, like, less so for Miles because he's, like, a little teenager. But, like, Mm. I, I don't know. Like... I, it really felt to me like Peter's like he's stepping up and taking responsibility now and like being there for this kid and like saving his bacon. And, and maybe it's just generic right. hero stuff, but it feels a little daddy ish, you know, <laughs> just a hey, little. by the way. Yeah, I, I, I was on TV tropes and I, I found the trope that we were talking about earlier. Oh, where, yeah. You know, with uh where Norman Osborn loves Peter Parker more than his own son. Yeah. It's just called, Why Are You Not My Son? <laughs> and literally, the first quote on the page is of Norman Osborn talking to Peter Parker. Oh my so, God, we nailed it. We nailed it. We did it, guys. We're geniuses. This is the hot content you come here for. Why Are You Not My Son? <laughs> Jeez. It's <laughs> so fucking rude to like it's on the nose. everyone. Uh. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's a little bit less about, like, father figures, but there's just, like, a haunting presence of daddies over the, the whole thing. For sure, for sure. The, the, the daddy subtext only really becomes text again when we get to Homecoming. Yeah. It's all I mean, about it's the, the best dads. best thing. They don't it's talk the about... best one. So, so, Peter Parker has two dead off-screen dads uncle ben and his actual dad neither of whom i don't think they're literally ever even mentioned they are not neither of them are ever mentioned uncle ben who's supposed to be like his primary motivator is not mentioned at all and it's more just this like when bad things happen and the you and you gotta you got the power and um and they happen because of you am i right (laughs) yeah um i I think they're gonna talk about Uncle Ben a little bit more in Far From Home, which is, like... What makes you say that? Well, there's the suitcase with Ben's initials on it. Um, Oh. So, like, maybe that's all it is, literally, but it feels like they might at least mention Or maybe it was British Petroleum. (laughs) There is an F in the middle, so I I don't know. British fucking Petroleum. (laughs) You've nailed it. You've got it. That's what it is. Um... Big but friendly, yeah, but but the real friendly papa. The real daddy in this film is Iron Man and Tony Absolutely. Stark. Absolutely, Tony Stark. And and it's just setting up all of the daddy stuff that's gonna come. I mean, we get this, uh, we we get this relationship forming in um, Civil War when Peter gets sort of desperately recruited. Uh, yeah. And then it's really explored in Homecoming. And then I think the payoff is in Infinity War. And who knows Infinity War 2. We'll see what yeah, happens I there. Mean, yeah, I mean, I mentioned when we were talking about Homecoming last episode that, you know, I watched that scene, that one scene of, you know, Daddy Tony Stark coming in and being like, no, you know what? If you died, that's my fault. And yeah. you know what? You don't deserve the suit. You don't. You don't get the suit. It's such a good scene. It's really well acted. It's really well directed. Just the reveal that he actually is in the suit, where you set up earlier that he wasn't in the suit. It was yep. just a ghost suit. It's really badass too. Him just walking out. Am I making any sense, or am I just babbling? 
No, no, you're making total sense. It's it's the scene where where he steps out of the suit and you're like, whoa, shit, it's actually Tony. He's not just babysitting him. He like truly cares yeah. about this kid. Um, yeah, it's like he's a he's an overprotective father, which I don't think we really saw in like previous ones. No, and, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, because he's a kid superhero and he's the only kid superhero well, he's in this the universe. Only kid superhero in this universe, but also especially coming off of Tony's arc in uh, Iron Man three, where he's dealing with sort of all the PTSD from all the fighting he's done and been through, um, and dealing with like like he befriends that kid and blah blah blah, um, like like this what feels kid? like oh yeah he gets he befriends the kid that's right yeah so that like, was like a like a Tony learning to be a dad one and then they just do it again and then they do it again in Infinity War well, well it's not doing it again and again I think it's the next step in the progression of dadness sure. you know um, like it he, doesn't he gets to befriend a little kid and then he gets to befriend a, a teenager Spider-Man. Uh, yeah <laughs> Spider Man. Um, yeah, and and I think, like, the emotional arc at the end of Homecoming with, like, Peter wanting to prove himself to Tony and, like, messing up and then, like, having to prove himself, like, without the suit and blah, 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 um, and then being invited to join the Avengers, but, like, deciding right before this surprise announcement, he's like, you know what, I think you were right, Dad, Mr. Stark, like, I should just, like... <laughs> be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm like, Tony's yeah. so proud of him in that moment. Like, yeah. like we're all really proud of Peter. And especially when we see what the golden reward was going to have been, you know? Yeah. And like w- literally the next scene that we see with Tony Stark is that he's like, I want to have kids. Yeah. That's the next one. Yep. So I think we I think we see the effect that Peter had on Tony and the effect that Tony had on Peter. Totally. It's all good. It's all joyous. It's great. And then it gets really sad in Infinity War. Yeah, because he's got, like, you know, he's so excited about having a kid and then he actually, get, you know, gains a teammate as his, like, son figure. And he's terrified his, his about losing him the whole movie. And then yeah, and then and then and it then happens. it happens, and it's just really fucking sad, and it's really good. Yeah, and I mean, like you could you could argue like it would have happened regardless of whether he came or not, mm-hmm. because it just was like a random fifty fifty chance, right? Um, but still, it's fucking dark. Well, like that's what I like about it. You know, it's not like a Gwen Stacy in Spider Man Two, where it's like it's your fault that he died because he came along on this mission. It's like this kid was doomed to die no matter what you did, Tony. Like deal with well, that kind existential. Of, but I think terror. he still blames himself. Oh, I think he, I think he does because they didn't stop Thanos. But I don't think he blames himself. Like, oh, you know, that makes sense. Like. Oh, if only he hadn't been here. I don't know. I I like the Tony Stark daddy stuff. I I, I love it. I think a, it's a amazing. lot of people don't like it, and I think wait they're, why? Because they're like it's supposed to be Ben. Ben's supposed to be his motivation and pure goodness, not wanting to be a famous Avenger celebrity and suck Tony Stark's dick. Blah, blah, blah. And it's its own story. Exactly. Like, do and you it's just a story want every that works. story to be exactly the same? No, I, I don't. I like. I don't. It have covers a the same this. themes. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm talking to these people. Yeah. Hey, you people. Hey, hey all you people. Hey, you guys out there. 
what's your problem? Like, yeah, I mean, it's the same themes. It's just done with, like, different characters that have been better established. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think it works. I, I think it works, too. I, I agree with people saying that, like, it makes it hard. Like, it definitely works as a piece in a larger... Uh, Marvel Universe, which is which is sort of what you were saying too. Like it's less like Spider Man on his own. Like it's a more cerebral experience for you than that is what you were saying last time. Yeah, I I I do think it's like kind of cerebral because I could just I can analyze it. I can psychoanalyze it Mm -hmm. more. Um, Whereas like Amazing Spider Man two, I don't feel like analyzing that as much. I just I just like I like the explosions and I like the. You're, I like the sadness and just the your the simple monkey brain is soothed by Amazing Spider-Man too. It is. It's uh, it's like spider fuel for uh, my for my blood for your spider brain. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, in conclusion, well, Venom has the <laughs> most daddy daddy of them all, but he's not a father. No, he's just like a in conclusion daddy dom. Um, are we not going to talk about Spider Verse, the daddiest film? Oh shit! Yeah, I of forgot. them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's pretty daddyish for sure. There's four daddies uh, packed into that like little bit. Only four? At least Wait, four. Let's count them. Yeah, I mean at least four for sure. So there's there's his real dad. Okay, I... his uncle Aaron. Mm-hmm. And then who's the third one? Uh, the. Peter Parker number one. Peter Parker number two. Peter Parker two. number one. Peter Parker number and two. And yeah. Kingpin. That's Peter five. That's, yeah, five. that's five daddies. That's Kingpin. That's five so daddies he's got, in His one initial movie. motivator is his dead Peter Parker. Yes. And his initial like emotional support daddy is his real daddy. Yes. Well, no, not really. His initial, his initial support sorry, daddy is his uncle Aaron. Because, like, he and his oh, dad right. And then his initial disappointed daddy is his his real daddy. Yeah. Who's like, you can be so much more, but he doesn't understand him. And yeah. And then it, by the end of the movie, he does understand him. Yeah. And, and, like, it's nice because, like, you do feel like they love each other. They just don't understand each other, um, which, which I think is yeah. real. You know, like, you don't want to just see someone who's like, I fucking hate my dad. He's dumb. You know? Like. Right. You want someone yeah, but who's he doesn't understand him. He's yeah. got to understand him. Yeah, and and they learn to understand and each then, other. You know, Spider. Right, and then alternate universe Spider Man comes in, and he's like, "I'm the distant father that you got to try to impress." Right, you know? like I'm not impressed by your spiderness. Well, but also until you prove yourself. Well, but it's not even like the prove yourself thing. It, it's also. Like a mentor figure too. He's like, I'm gonna teach you how to web sling. I'm gonna teach you how to yeah, infiltrate. Right. Like, I'll teach you how to be Spider Man. You know, like the other right, guy but like told you to. Of, I'm teaching. There's you. like two kind of uh, of mentor figures. You know, there's the supportive mentor figure who's like, Ah, yes, I understand you. And they're usually depicted as like a wise figure. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the distant mentor figure who's like dismissive and like, he's I don't really care. He's more like the coach. Yeah, bit. he's the coach. And that's what Spider B Parker is. Yeah. Yeah, so we got Kingpin then, um, whose whole motivation is that he's a daddy who lost his wife and kid, and he wants to get him back. He, yeah, he's just the straight-up evil daddy. Yeah. Um, you know. And like he kills... Palpatine. He also kills... Uh, 
Uncle Aaron, too. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So he causes some of that daddy angst for good old Miles Morales. Yeah, so let's let's run through one more time the, the daddy death count and the daddy count in general. Okay. We'll, we'll take it right from the top. So, original okay, Spider-Man. Spider-Man... <laughs> Sorry, what? I just said original Spider-Man. Original Spider-Man. You got one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight was in the original trilogy. Yeah, so we, we had, had right? eight from the original trilogy. And of those, four we, died? I think so. Yeah, so we got about a half alive, half dead daddy count in the original trilogy. Right. And then we got, um, and then we've got Amazing Spider Man, where we've got three dads, all of them die. <laughs> yes. No dads left alive is the subtitle of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, four dads, right? Don't we say four? Because Harry's dead right. Dad four dads, too. and yeah, his 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 real dad isn't dead, just missing. So, I guess three dad three dead dads added to the original four, and then four dads total added to the total count. <clears throat> and then in Amazing Spider-Man two, we add another dad who's also dead. Yes. And, and we find out that Peter's in, uh, dad is actually dead. Right. Well, no, he's alive. He comes back in the end. What? You you went through this when we recorded it last time. He comes back. There's a scene where he shows up. All right. I believe you. <laughs> Maybe it was a deleted scene, but, like, it, it, it's got to be canon. I don't fucking know. You keep going through daddies. I'm going to look that up. Okay. Um, and then in Homecoming, we add really just one more dad, unless you want to count Happy, which I don't. No. Um, he's a babysitter. He's a babysitter. Even though he, he's apparently going to flirt with Peter's mom in the next movie, but so does yuck. everybody. So. Again. Yuck. Yuck. Um, okay. So add one more daddy to the list. I think that makes a total of like 13... Oh god! And then there's how many do we say four daddies or five daddies in in five uh, daddies Spider Verse in Spider Verse? I think that one so, wins as most daddies per capita in a single film. Oh, absolutely, um, but it and also then that adds one more dead daddy. Yeah. Um, so two I think more in dead, total. Cause... We've got like a seven or so daddy death count, and then like a fifteen to twenty. Oh my god! Actual daddies. It's like nuts. There's so many. No, okay, yeah, it's a deleted scene that you saw that is non-canon. How do you know it's non-canon? The it's on the wiki. <laughs> I say he's alive. Okay. I say they would have brought him back in the third one. In fact, the third one, I'm pretty sure was going to be a clone saga movie. Oh, oh my god. god. I I would pay so much money to see the like aborted script for that. Jeez. So good. Um if, for those of you who don't know, Spider-Man had a clone saga where there's clones. <laughs> and they clone Gwen Stacy, and they clone Spider-Man like 50 times. Jeez. And there's like a million Spider-Men running Into around. the Spider-Verse! <laughs> yeah, but they're clones instead of from another dimension. Yeah. I would have I watched that movie. I would have loved it. Even if it's total crap, I would have loved it. Honestly, um, I, I think they should still do that. It's, it's a darn shame that Sony cut it off at two. Um, just because it lost all that money. Come on. 
Come man. What do you think this is? Capitalist system? Uh Alright. We're we're done with Spider Man. Are you done with Spider Man? I I'm done with him for now. I'm hoping to see more of him in the future. But but I think we've done a good workup on all the spiders. We've rooted them out of their little corners. Collected yeah, all. Yeah, I'm done up. with Spider-Man for now. We we've we've you know put him on a newspaper with a cup and we've let him outside. Yeah. Be free, Spider-Man. <laughs> Crawl off into the distance. Yeah. If, if you like us babbling about Spider-Man and daddies and tropes and all this weird other shit, please you know subscribe to us with an RSS feed. We're available wherever podcasts are sold. We're also available on SoundCloud and SoundCloud.com/slash Talking Tropes. This podcast is free. Uh, you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, we don't even want you to pay for it. No, but if you if you really feel like you want to, you can support our Patreon. Yeah. It's... At patreon.com slash talking tropes. Yeah. But don't do it, because, like, you know, I'm telling you, you can't, and it's, like, reverse psychology. Yeah, you're not allowed to do it. Only losers would ever pay us money. <laughs> no, you, you're doing it wrong. You're just I'm saying, doing like, it wrong? only, like, the cool kids can do it, and you're not a cool kid unless oh. you do it. All right. See, there that's you go. reverse psychology, Hannah. I took <laughs> Psych 101. Um,. Catch up with us next time. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about some more cool shit. Alright, see you next week. Bye. How do I break out from the Spider-Man clan? I wanna be proud. I don't wanna hide. Don't trap me in a cup and put me outside.